Welcome and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. The Bible says to seek and obey God. What are the fruits of being obedient to Him? The First Pres family is happy to welcome back Chevis Wong to the family. He comes back as contemporary worship director, and today he makes his first appearance in the pulpit at First Pres. Here's Chevis and the sermon, Righteous Obedience. Church family, good morning. I'm Chevis. I'm, uh, as Chris said, somewhat uh, of an old timer here and simultaneously a new timer uh, here. I share so many memories with so many of you here um, and online. Um, as I considered like those memories, I remember um, wackos. Do you guys remember wacko? I remember so many Sunday mornings and birthdays and celebrations. Um, and now today, it is the most incredible privilege um, that Kelly and I get to make new memories uh, with all of you. Uh, it's a privilege to be a part of this staff again, to be a part of this church again, um, to raise our sons in this family of believers. Thank you for so warmly um, welcoming us back and, and looking after us and continue to look after us. Um, also, if you happen to be feeling new uh, to this church family again, um, well, let's be new together, okay? Be new with us. This is us. Uh, this is a picture of us. Hey. This is the last photo that we took in our home in Virginia. Um, Kelly and I moved from Hawaii to Virginia and spent enough time there to serve a local church in the DC metro area. Um, I served as um, the director of creativity and Kelly as the director of operations. We spent enough time there to make lifelong friends um, to have our first son, to move to the suburbs, have two more sons, renovate the house, and get our first minivan. <laughs> and I know the Lord looked at us and smiled like it is good because I pressed the button on the minivan and the door, just, it didn't swing out and hit nothing. It just opened. And just as we were getting settled, then we heard the Lord ask us to move. And so we did, with incredible joy and significant, uh, meaningful tears, because we miss our friends uh, in the DMV very much. And I understand that um, more than a few are now online attenders of this church, praise God. Uh, we miss our teams very much. Uh, I miss a place called Shake Shack, uh, very much. Do you guys know Shake Shack? Yes, yes. We'll pray for Shake Shack to also move uh, with us. Uh, but we are, glad we, we, we are glad that we obeyed. Why? Because so often God uses our obedience to teach us about his love for us and others. Do you believe that? Yes, and that's exactly what we're experiencing. The Lord is increasing our faith, and the Bible says that is for all of us to experience uh, as Christians. Before we dive into our scripture, 
Let's pause to pray, and we're going to do this um, throughout this talk. So just bow your heads and close your eyes with me for, for just a, a few moments. God, please give us an even greater sense of your truth and love. Please speak to us as we listen for you. Increase our faith this morning. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today comes from uh, the book of James. James is um, the brother of Jesus. He is someone who knew and loved Jesus, and he is someone who Jesus knew and loved. He was a leader in his uh, local church in Jerusalem, of the early church in Jerusalem, and was martyred for his faith um, about a little more than 60 years after Jesus died and rose again. So this is our scripture, and I'll, and I'll read it for us uh, from James chapter 1. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, so before we look, look at these verses uh, and, and explore them, uh, I want to take a quick uh, look back at what came right before it and know how James um, leads us into our scripture for this morning. So in, in James um, verse 18, James teaches us about this new life that we have through the word of truth and how that word of truth, which brought us to new life, has the power to continually transform us into first fruits of what God created. Um, let's take a look at that verse now. Here's, here's verse 18. James says, He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. Um, I love Tim Keller. I love how Tim Keller gives his perspective of this verse. Uh, he paraphrases. James says what it means to become a Christian is the word of truth has been planted in you, and when you get near the word of God, this is no longer just a book of instructions. This is food, this is air, this is water, this is life, this is the thing you're made of somehow, the word of God which was implanted in you at first, which created you. 
Now is the agency to grow you, to increase that life it began within you. If you come to it persistently, if you come to it properly, it will result eventually in your total and complete freedom. And praise God for that. So it is from this starting point that we follow James as he continues his train of thought into verse 19. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. The first thing I thought about and went to the Lord about <laughs> with this was this idea that even in the early church, uh, perhaps there were difficult people in it. <laughs> perhaps there were people in it who were slow to hear and quick to speak and quick to anger uh, because as I considered these qualities and wondered about them in my heart, I knew that is my kids. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think James was giving the early church and then, and us today, a kind of passive-aggressive scolding, I think James is trying to give us hope. Hope. Why? It's because these are not rare uh, qualities or attributes of character that are inaccessible to, to most. We all can choose to improve these traits within us and in doing so, resemble more and more the character of Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. These are generally good qualities to have, and they mark the maturity of our character um, or the state of our spirit, the state of our spiritual health um, for all to see. Also, in James pointing out these qualities, it causes us to wonder about our own Christian experience, doesn't it? Which is good for us to do. I, I think it's good for us to wonder with God if we are experiencing what the Bible says we should be experiencing as we grow in faith. Before James moves on to his next point, he highlights then for us such a significant um, caution and insight he says in verse 20, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I think all James is doing is gently reminding us that our righteousness is a gift from God. And no matter how powerful we as humans become, uh, it doesn't matter. Only God can produce it within us. He's saying, Yes, exercise and grow in faith, but don't fall into the trap of self-reliance, self-dependence, self-power. Instead, train yourself in your strength to turn to God, not away from him. Turn to God, not yourself. 
James says, in this passage, we must continuously, consistently look into the word of truth, the same that brought us to new life, to be transformed, to be changed. Um, And I do think James wisely calls out the human emotion of anger here because we know it to be an exceptionally powerful emotion. We can tap a lot of energy and power when we are angry. It can make us feel powerful. And anger surrounds us. The Bible says for them it was prevalent is, is the word. And so it is today, prevalent. Um, I should point out um, that the power of anger isn't inherently bad. It can be used rightly. Um, When we go to the scriptures, we see that Jesus got angry, but he used the power righteously when he saw injustice uh, or, or people being exploited. But James is just cautioning us that even in our power of anger, the human, our power, used rightly, especially when it's used wrongly, uh, it doesn't matter how worked up we get or how strong we are or how certain it makes us feel, we cannot save ourselves. We need God. So James is saying we must learn, we must train ourselves to rely on God, especially as we become hearers and doers of his truth. Um, And this is important for us to remember. Um, We'll come back to this theme at the end of the talk. So how should we do this? Um, Here's a good way. Let's pause to pray again. Okay, so just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. God, we thank you for your gift of love and righteousness. If we're holding on to anger today, help us to forgive those who hurt us and help us to rely on you more and more. I pray that you would speak to our heart now, Lord. Help us to listen. Amen. Okay, I just want to point out one thing, uh, a major thing that caught the attention of my heart um, in verse 21, but it caught my heart as I read it in the ESV translation, that is the English Standard Version. Um, Here it is, here's what it says. It reads this way. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So James is saying again, let's not buy into this idea that we can save ourselves by our own power Don't rely on your sinful nature. Put it away and receive with meekness the implanted word. I used to think meekness meant weakness. I thought it expressed um, someone who is mild or submissive or weak or or timid. But then I learned the Greek word uh, used in New Testament writing is proutis, which expresses a total lack of self-pride or self-concern. 
Another analogous Greek word is praus, which is expressed as a decided strength of disciplined calmness. So let's see the scripture then this way. Receive with a total lack of self-pride or self-concern the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Or receive with a decided strength of disciplined calmness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. This inspires me. Don't you want to have a decided strength of disciplined calmness? It sounds like Jesus. Also, another thing I observed, is that we, we looked at the um, NIV version earlier, but I, I went to the scripture in, in, in multiple uh, translations, and each time the Lord used it to reveal um, his heart to me uh, in the different um, translations, and I recognized in, in my life, and maybe in your life, God often uses different people that way too. Let's go back to the word. Um, James says in verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. This section is so rich. Um, this morning, I'd like us to focus on um, how James is teaching us how to exercise our obedience, that we would be and the Bible says, blessed in what we do. So how does that work? James says, we must constantly, consistently look to the word of truth, the perfect law that gives freedom, and persevere in our hearing and doing. If we do that, as hearers and doers of the word, the Bible says we will be blessed in our obedience, blessed in our doing. And what is that blessing? There's two that I see in the whole of the scripture. The first is that as we turn to the word of truth, we will become transformed by it. And second, that we, that's all of us, plural, uh, would come to know more and more the perfect love of Jesus. God often uses our obedience to draw us closer to him. And we remember one of the commands Jesus asks of his disciples to obey, and that is to love others. Um, a few months ago, uh, Kelly and I and our family were still considered tourists uh, in Hawaii, and we came here on vacation to spend some time uh, with family. One day, uh, Kelly had the baby, they were somewhere else, and I had our older two boys uh, in the car. Um, we were in the car for a while um, with no end in sight, uh, and they were, they were hungry, and I was also hungry. 
Uh, I mean to say we were annoying each other. Um, and so we collectively decided uh, to go get Happy Meals for lunch. Um, this is uh, the bribe of a desperate father. I recognized my dad in that moment. As a child, I thought, hooray, we're getting Happy Meals, but I'm, I don't, the Lord was changing him uh, that day. So at lunchtime, we pulled into the drive-thru at School Street McDonald's uh, during lunch. Um, and the line was so long, and it took forever for my GPS to tell me how to make that, that turn into the, the drive-thru line. And once I did it, I noticed a homeless person sleeping uh, at the entrance. And I immediately felt guilty. And then God nudged my heart. Um, I looked over to notice him again, still asleep. And I thought to myself, I panicked to myself, I should order him something. I know Jesus says, feed the hungry but I could not work out how to make this happen well in my current situation, in traffic with my kids, all this stuff. And I spiraled in into my thoughts and felt just more and more guilty. The line moved forward and I looked back again and was so happy to see a nicely dressed man walking towards him. He knelt down woke him up, and I watched as he gave to him uh, a Big Mac meal and a large drink. And they spoke for a bit, uh, and the, the homeless man was clearly very happy, and then the man walked away. And I thought to myself, praise God. The homeless man had food. Uh, God had sent another to go in my place, my mission accomplished. And I watched in the mirror as the man quickly ate it. My goodness, he was hungry. Uh, The drive-through line moved forward again. And then something caught my attention in, in the rear view mirror. And so I looked, and there must have been more than 20 pigeons that flew to him. And I watched as this homeless man uh, broke his Big Mac in half. I watched him. He broke his Big Mac in half. He ate from one half and fed the other half to the pigeons. And then he started talking to them. And he loved on them. And he pet them. Have you ever tried to pet a pigeon? It was radical. And I immediately repented for my heart because I recognized there was more to give him than just food. That man demonstrated to me a strength that I want to have. There's very, I can't think of a time where I knew 
I did not have enough of something. And then share and then give away part of my not enough just to be loving. Do you see how James, uh, his teaching makes sense in real life? I failed to constantly, consistently look into the word of truth, look into the perfect law that brings freedom and persevere in my hearing and doing. I was looking at the Big Mac and forgot the point. I was so busy asking myself what to do in obedience. I didn't think to ask God what he wanted me to do. I was looking to myself for answers, not God. And it is as James warned us, that is how our religion becomes worthless. I forgot my place before the Lord, just like someone who looks at himself in the mirror and forgets what he looks like. God wasn't asking me for lunch that day. He was asking me for love. The Lord brought to mind someone else I know. Um, This is an established person who certainly has a car, but walked and took the bus everywhere. And one day as I got to know him, I asked, why do you do that to yourself? And he said, you know how the Bible says um, that we should give to the poor? I said, yeah. He said, well, I give financially to the church um, for a long time. And, he, I, and I know he continues to do this. But then one day he said, I paused to pray. And I heard myself ask God, is there anything else I can offer you? And at first he didn't hear anything, but he kept pausing to pray in his day, paused to pray, and eventually he heard, he sensed, he says, the voice of God tell him, clearer and clearer as he did it, give me your attention. And so he worked out with the Lord how he could do that. He decided he'll um, budget in more time in his commute. Uh, and take the bus and be available to people. And um, over time, he got to know people, all kinds of people. Pertaining to this uh, um, message, though, he said of the homeless, oftentimes they would tell him he was the only person who spoke with them in days. And over time, he said they would ask him of his motive and he would share the love of Jesus with them. He would share the love of Jesus with them. What a significant thing that comes out of constantly, consistently looking to the word of truth in our hearing and doing. The question God, is there anything else I can offer you? And the Lord is faithful. He answers. Um, This morning, uh, this week, I hope we would ask God lots of questions like that. Um, I hope that we would grow more comfortable 
turning to the Lord, knowing that we are welcome in his presence. Look to him for our transformation to change. Uh, I hope that we would wonder with him about our Christian experience and consider with him how we are growing um, and that we would turn to him and not to ourselves um, to find answers. Um, And I will continue to pray this week that we would all constantly, consistently look to the word of truth in our hearing and doing that in our obedience we might come to know the love of Jesus more and more and share that love of Jesus more and more. And as we're talking about obedience, um, I think it'd be good to end remembering the ultimate act of obedience. Um, And I want to look down and read this uh, because it's important. And I want to do it well. So if you want to bow your heads and close your eyes and just listen with me, feel free to do that. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to serve mankind in love. God asked Jesus to serve us and pay the highest cost, a painful cost. And as God brought Jesus to that moment, the Bible says Jesus paused to pray as he trained himself to do. He fell with his face to the ground and prayed to God, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then Jesus obeyed the will of the Father. He received the punishment due mankind for our sin. Jesus died and sacrificed himself for us once for all time that we would be saved, free of the fear of eternal death and instead have everlasting life. And then he rose in life giving us evidence of God's resurrection power, God's sovereignty, God's heart for us. And Jesus asked of his disciples, all of us, this family of believers here and online, to love God and love others and reach the world for Christ. To lead people to know the heart of their Father in heaven and know his delight and affirmation. And it is with a heart of obedience that I offer um, two prayers today. So if you want to pray this prayer with me and receive the hope of Christ, uh, let's do that now. God, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for thinking that I, by my power, could bring about righteousness apart from you. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness and love and freedom. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Amen. If you chose to pray that prayer this morning, please hit um, the um, the button in the chat and let us know. Uh, We're here to do this together. Um, But hit the button also if you choose to pray this next prayer with me, okay? Because I want to offer another invitation uh, for 
those of us who are currently walking with the Lord to recommit our obedience to his will. So pray with me. God, I commit myself to you. Help me to grow properly. Help me to pause and pray and turn to you in my obedience and listen to your voice. Let me not grow comfortable being far from your heart. We pray for miracles. We pray for healing and restoration. We pray for new testimonies. Increase our faith and help us to lead others to know your perfect love. And all God's people here and online said together, amen. Amen. Thank you, Chevis, for the word. Uh, we hope that you have been blessed this morning by the sermon and by the singing. But more importantly, and most importantly, that you've been blessed by the presence of God. And so now receive this final blessing. May the love of God our Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Uh, thank you for joining us online. You can watch this sermon uh, all throughout the week. It will be uploaded later on today or tomorrow. And please hang around for our virtual uh, connect groups where you can uh, join in Zoom and uh, get to discuss the sermon and meet some new friends. Feel free to click that button now. Uh, God bless you and see you again next week. We should turn to God, not just when we're angry, but in all circumstances. Seek out his word and his will for your life. If you want to catch up on or re-listen to previous sermons, you can find past sermons on our websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. You can also find First Pres sermons on most major podcast services and now on YouTube. In-person worship continues, but in limited capacity. There are two live services at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. If you'd like to participate, we only ask that you sign up through the website on a weekly basis, and both services will be streamed live on the church websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. Please continue to check your email for links to sermons, church news and updates, registration for in-person worship, and lots more. And as always, if there's anything that we can do for you, you can always reach the church through the website or just call 808-532-1111. For Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you. Please stay safe and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2021 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.